a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. So here we have the the promise of the virgin birth already. And and now it says that he, this promised seed, shall bruise you, the serpent on the head. So this, and you will bruise him on the heel. So uh, this is talking about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus. So this is the first gospel. What in the world? The Lord's Supper is to help rediscover your innate goodness? Holy smokes. That's like saying that glasses are to make sure you can't see. It's like saying your shoes are there to make sure you can't walk. It's like saying it's like saying a boat is there so that you sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's the goofiest thing I've ever heard. Councilman Darren Layton. Thank you, Mayor. On balance, I think as far as whether we do it on the 6th or the 12th, it matters about as much as my collection of Table Talk radio points. I remember the days when Table Talk Radio would do the praise song cruncher. Those oh, yeah. were the days. Back in the old days. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Table Talk Radio. Uh, a few months ago, we, we vowed to you, our listener, to do this uh, praise song cruncher marathon. Um, I don't I don't know what I ate that day, but uh, for some reason we got this idea, uh, this this great idea. Hey, we should spend you know uh, all afternoon doing a, a praise song cruncher. Uh, anyway, uh, because we said it, we're going to bring it to you. Today's edition of Table Talk Radio is a little bit of a a teaser for that because uh, next week the the uh, the praise song cruncher marathon will be coming to you uh, via podcast at Table Talker Radio. Org. Before that, we're going to respond to our listeners and do buzzwords and have our theological interview. So you're in store for a good Table Talk Radio. I forgot about that TI bit, but don't worry. <laughs> well, you have uh, the time it takes to do buzzwords to, to think of one. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll give you a, a buzzword first. Um, okay. And, and my buzzword for you is prolegomena. Hey, nice. And uh, we haven't used that yet. Uh, but prolegomena means uh, first remarks or, or beginning remarks. Uh, and in systematic theology, it talks about the uh, the theological questions we bring, uh, uh, bring into mind before we approach theology, before we approach God's word, before we... Uh, uh, so, so what, what uh, presuppositions do we have before we uh, approach the word of God? Is that fair enough? Yeah, that's right, and and, uh, and and so often the discussion of the theology of God's Word, the characteristics of God's Word, is going to be in prolegomena as well. So, uh, the prolegomena is is uh, is kind of the question of uh, where do we get our doctrine before we get to the question of what is the doctrine. So, so that's this um, the authority question, and uh, and so 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 the systematic theologians will. Well, well, they'll talk about the Lord's Word. It's clarity, it's uh, efficacy, it's inspiration, it's infallibility, and all of these sorts of things before they talk about what the Word says. Good. All right. That's your theological buzzword. Okay. And for you, uh, the buzzword is universal atonement. Ooh. Universal atonement. Have we used that one? I don't know. I, didn't <laughs> I was going to say, it seems checking. like it, but uh, I don't know. Universal it's, atonement. This, I'm, I've got this on my mind because I, you know, these Calvinists run around. You know, there's four or five Calvinists around, and they, uh, each of them has, 
they're all other blogs, and they're all um, uh, nutty about the universal atonement because Calvinists teach Calvinists teach uh, what's called the limited atonement. That is that Christ, while his death was sufficient for all people, it is only for the elect. Uh, this is just very, very difficult to maintain with the scriptures that teach the opposite. In fact, the scriptures uh, teach universal atonement, and I, I have a few verses. I just opened the catechism here. Uh, here's one, 2 Corinthians 5:15. Christ died for all. That's pretty clear. 2 Corinthians 5:19. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. First uh, Timothy 1.15, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. First uh, John 2.2, he is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. Or Second Peter 2.1, this is a clincher, they deny the master who bought them, bringing upon them swift destruction. So even the unbeliever who denied Jesus are denying the one who, who redeemed them, who purchased them. Uh, won them to be his own by his death on the cross. So there's universal atonement. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about uh, um, evangelism on this show, and I, that is uh, the key theological understanding uh, in, in approaching uh, evangelism. Because if uh, if you have uh, if you if you believe universal atonement, then you can walk up to anyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, and say uh, Christ has, has has died for your sins. However, if you believe in limited atonement, that's not necessarily true. Uh, you can't walk up to, to this guy if he's if he's not elect for salvation and say Christ died for you because Christ died only for the elect. Yeah, uh, that's a, so. It is quite a difficult evangelism call to make when you say Jesus might have died for you. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, well, then it brings into question even your own election, your own salvation. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this this is uh, uh, just the, the heart and center of, of theology. This this uh, uh, universal atonement. Very good. All right, I got a Ti question for you. Is that what we're doing next, or responding to listeners? No, you got it. Ti. All right, Ti question. The Ti is a theological interview. You guys uh, who are common listeners, the four of you. Uh, who come back time after time, know that uh, our friend Evan here is in his last year of the seminary, and to finish your seminary time, you have to take a theological interview where the professors come and pound you to make sure you're orthodox and a teacher, uh, orthodox teacher of the Lord's Word. So uh, we're, we're previewing that, and I'm giving theological questions to Evan to try to beef him up so he can, <laughs> by the Lord's grace, somehow squeak through seminary. So uh, the question I have for you is this, and, and this is... You should get this on every TI. I hope this question is there. Uh, and so it's a pretty basic one, uh, but perhaps one of the most important questions to ask, and that is, what is the doctrine of justification? And provide one passage from the Old Testament and one passage from the New Testament that teaches that that doctrine. <laughs> Good. Okay. Uh, justification is uh, being made right before God. Uh, and, and, and how is it that we are made right before God? Uh, we are declared uh, right before God because of the the, the uh, work of Christ to live a perfect life, to die on our behalf, and uh, take on the the wrath and punishment for sin upon Himself um, in, in that universal atonement uh, to to uh, atone wow. us for all of our our sins. So that now you're just, you're just playing games with the Ti <laughs> and getting a buzzword in there. Good work. All right, I'm going to give you. Since you didn't wait long enough for me to forget what it was, I'm going to give you 
300 points for getting the buzzword the, universal atonement the, into the, your answer on justification. The bigger problem is that I usually forget about it, so I have to get it in before I forget. So right, I, yeah, I wonder yeah. if I get buzzword points during my my real TA. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could ask the professor. Hey, can we play buzzwords when we do this? <laughs> Maybe the listeners could submit a list of keywords to get into my TI. I don't have it sitting on my lap as I'm. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. And then we can broad you, we can record it. And we can broadcast your TI on a t- podcast. You hear this little ding every time I get one. Ding. <laughs> All <Nice>. right. <laughs> okay. So the universal atonement of Jesus, that word that, uh, so the declarative word uh, of God that declares us righteous because of his universal atonement, you were saying. Right. And, and maybe uh, something good to point out with, with justification is justification is, is, is something that happens outside of us. Uh, that that it, it's not some sort of an inner feeling, it's not some sort of a, a change within us, but justification is outside of us how God looks at us. Uh, okay, so uh, what was the second part yes. of that question? And then, and then to provide a proof text from the Old Testament and from the New Testament on this doctrine. Oh, good. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to go to... Oh, let's see. <laughs> you can do New Testament first if you want. Yeah, that's where I was going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, we have uh, uh, John the Baptist, uh, who, who's, who's teaching about Jesus, and uh, says, Behold the Lamb who takes away the sins of the world, uh, and, and says that, that, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, that that would uh, speak to the to the atonement. Um, All right, now you, you spin your wheels a little bit, and I'll talk a little bit more about one one thing that um, that you that uh, you do want to include because you do have this because the the because this forgiveness, this atoning sacrifice of Jesus, comes to us as a promise. So the gospel's a promise, the good news, the promise of forgiveness. Then we have it by faith. So, so there is. We talk about justification uh, by grace through faith, and and that's also an important thing. Is that is that by believing this promise of our forgiveness, we have this forgiveness. We have the righteousness of God. We have His His mercy. That is His favorable look to us as well. So, so everything you said is uh, was absolutely true. But just the way that it comes to us individually uh, is is not by our obedience to the Lord's commands, but by our faith in His promise. Right. Uh, uh, in fact, that 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 made me think of of the verse uh, from from Romans, doesn't it say, um, having been been justified by faith? Uh, so uh, that would be a, a good uh, a text to talk about justification. It actually, uses the word there. So yeah, I, very I, good. I'm yet then to to bring up an Old Testament passage, and uh, we'll do that right after this break, and then we're going to respond to our listeners. We have the uh, voicemail system at one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. We'll do that right after this break. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Table Talk Radio. You're laughing too, right?
Welcome back to Table Talker Radio. We're going to be responding to our listeners just after this. I still have uh, one little aspect of my TI uh, to address here. And uh, uh, the question before me is, 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 is where do we go in the Old Testament, uh, or what's a passage that would refer to justification? And uh, I'm, you know, that we hear that we, we read the uh, Old Testament in light of the New. So I'm actually going to start. You were trying to give me some hints during the break, Pastor Will Familiar. Uh, but I'm going to go to Hebrews, and, and uh, there in Hebrews we have uh, that uh, wonderful passage where it talks about by faith that the, that the, uh, the saints of old receive these. And uh, that reckons back to Genesis um, where, where, where God says to Moses uh, that, uh, that, that, that he believed in the Lord and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Uh, so that, that's very good, except for it wasn't Moses; it was uh, Abraham. Or Abraham. But, but, oh, recorded by Moses. Sorry, Genesis recorded by Moses to Abraham. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, that's perfect. Genesis 15, where uh, verse six, where and this is the perhaps the key uh, text for justification by grace through faith. Where, uh, and Paul quotes this, by the way, in Romans chapter four. Aha. Ah, uh, where he says uh, God gave Abraham the promise, and Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Pow! All right. I don't know if we want to do this TI thing anymore. <laughs> oh man, just think. <laughs> I mean, uh, would you rather be uh, embarrassed in front of our four listeners or in front of your two professors? You can. I don't know. All this right. is good stuff to think about this. Thing. I mean, and and we see this running all through the uh, uh, the Old Testament as well, and the New Testament, so that the theme of both books becomes uh, justification. In fact, we can say this: every time we see the word forgiveness, every time we see the word mercy, every time we see the word grace, every time we see the word promise, we we see that justification is there uh, running running the show. In fact, every time we see the law preached to condemn sinners, we know that justification is on its way because that's what the Lord does. And 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 when you read the, through the prophets, you see that I mean, this marvelous distinction between law and gospel because they knew the doctrine of justification. You're right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were playing bumper sticker theology, and do you remember this, Pastor? There was this one uh, uh, caller that called in and and said that they saw a bumper sticker that had uh, it's not a religion, it's a relationship, right next to uh, one about prayer. Uh, that that prayer is my secret weapon. And uh, at the time, you said that uh, these bump stickers are are just against each other. And we had a caller that called in to 1-800-385-SOLA with the following Sola. remarks. Uh, hey, guys, this is Adam from uh, Notre Dame, Indiana. And uh, I'm just calling. I'm just listening to podcast 116. Um, you guys are doing a little bumper sticker theology with uh, two bumper stickers next to each other with... Uh, I believe it's uh, relig- it's not a religion, it's a relationship, and uh, prayer is my secret weapon, uh, stuck next to each other on the back of the car, and um, great, you know, great, great comments and, and everything on the, uh, the two bumper stickers, but I think something you guys may have missed uh, in regards, especially to the prayer bumper sticker, stuck next to the relationship bumper sticker, is that um, many evangelicals view prayer not, you know, in the way that uh, um, that it should be viewed, but more in a way of that it's a grocery, you know, you bring your grocery list and, uh, you know, if your relationship is tight enough with uh, your homeboy Jesus that he's going to, you know, take care of all your, you know, grocery shopping for you. And 
uh, you know, give you a raise at work and smite the uh, guy who just cut you off on the road. Smite. Um, so I like the word smite. Thoughts, maybe you guys want to <laughs> fight over points diving into that. Uh, thanks for all you do on the show. Great. Enjoy listening to it. Um, probably the only person uh, outside of Korea and uh, <laughs> Inland Lake. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> all right. Thank you for, for oh. that call. Um, yeah, so that's great. Did you, did you write uh, down the name here? So we got a list of 14 names of our listeners now. We're up to... <laughs> uh, oh my yeah, no, that. it's true that, that, that and I hear this is the best thing that this the call points out here, or at least the best thing that I've, I got out of it, is that the, the kind of even American evangelical uh, Christianity understands... Um, understands the the way between man and God in terms of relationship not in law and gospel not in not in uh, sinner and redeemer but in terms of really in, in terms of this relationship so prayer is now to deepen your relationship and, and then uh, when you get into the the kind of Christianity light which sees God as a sort of a mag, uh, magnanimous Santa Claus sitting up there uh, you do then get this sort of thing if you can be in on the inside uh you can be close to god you can be his uh intimate buddy then then he'll give you all these things because he's also oh yeah by the way powerful so he'll, he'll be the kind of the sugar daddy sort of thing but this is and this is not good but it doesn't mean that prayer isn't essentially bringing our requests to god the, the, luther says what is prayer and he says uh we normally say well prayer is talking to god but no luther says it's asking God for something, because when we pray, we confess that we need something. In fact, hey, here's a T.I. sort of thing for you. I don't want to get too um, carried away here, but but one of the one of the ways that the Lutherans will argue that we uh, that that salvation is by grace alone, and it's given to to us purely as a gift, is because of the prayers of the Bible. Because every time we pray, asking for something, we confess that we do not have that ourselves. You see? Mm-hmm. Uh, that we don't have it in our own resources. That we don't have it of our own ability. That we need the Lord to come and give it to us. So a prayer is a confession of our own sin and our own debt, our own loss and lack of things. So prayer is asking for things. Uh, that's certainly true. But um, uh, so this so this caller is fantastically right about this this idea that the the relationship theme is a strong theme with prayer for the uh, evangelicals. We we understand um, uh, well we understand prayer, uh, and I I don't want to make it cold prayer a cold sort of thing, but more on a on a legal framework. So we we call for example the seven things that we ask for in the Lord's Prayer petitions. And you know a petition, the difference between a petition and asking for something, is a petition is an official request. Like you can petition to get something on the ballot, you know, uh, in, in like in your county or in your state. And you have to get 100,000 signatures and then your petition can go on the ballot. And so it's, it's required to stand before the voters. This is, when we come to the Lord with petitions, we're coming to him with, with legally authorized requests. Uh, and and begging that he would uh, uh, look with mercy upon us and and give us those things that we need. Yeah, I like what you said that, that the relationship between God and man is different, uh, being uh, a relationship being versus law of gospel. Because then, um, I mean that that's what you hear, right? I mean, people tell you, well, if you want to deeper your intimate relationship with God, 
then then you need to be talking to them just like when you're you know uh with your with your wife or husband if you're not talking to them then you're not growing and, and becoming closer and so uh, so it is with god uh, and so now prayer becomes just that, uh, becoming an, an intimate, uh, an intimate uh, time. In fact, I remember when I was in high school, uh, all my all my Christian friends were reading this book. I don't even remember what the book was, but uh, I remember the, this book said uh, that it's uh, it's dangerous to to pray with your girlfriend <laughs> because. Uh, a prayer is, is something that's that's uh, is an intimate time with God, and to share that with someone else is is, is also a, a very intimate time. And so here really? you just have all this talk of intimacy. Uh, I'm like, mm, my head was spinning. I'm like, what? I I, I I wasn't so sure about that. Even even as a high schooler, I wasn't so sure about that. So that's weird. Yes. Well, uh, so very good. Thank you for calling. If you agree or disagree with us, please please give us a call. 1-800-385-SOLA is the number. And uh, I'm going to play this song because we're coming up on a break here pretty soon uh, for our first Praise Song Cruncher. And it's David Crowder Band, How He oh, Loves Oh, Praise me. Song Crunching already? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So here's here the first one. I'm ready. He is jealous for me Love's like a hurricane I am a tree Bending beneath The weight of his wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory and I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me and oh, how he loves us Oh, oh, how he loves us How he loves us all All right, that's David Crowder Band, How He Loves Me. Uh, you're listening to Table Talk Radio and the Praise Song Cruncher. I forgot uh, how much I like this game. <laughs> it's been too long. Hey, you can join us with this crunch by going to our website, tabletalkradio.org, click on the Articles tab, and then find the, uh, the, the Praise Song Cruncher under the Articles tab and play along with us. Uh, when we get back from this break, we're going to be continuing this crunch of the David Crowder Band, How He Loves Me. Don't forget to sign up to our text message alerts. Text message the word table talk, all one word, to the number 69302. 69302, table talk. And you have table talk alerts. Don't go away. We'll be right back. radio show it's a relationship stay tuned for more table talk radio
If you're looking for a getaway to be immersed in Lutheran theology, consider the Good Shepherd Institute at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Seeing with all the saints in glory the theology of the Christian's death in rite and song. During the Good Shepherd Institute, not only will you engage in great theological topics from speakers like Pastor William Swirla, Dr. Paul Grimm, Professor John Pless, and Dr. Arthur Just, but you will also be immersed in the richness of Lutheran heritage in song. You'll go to choral vespers, hymn festivals, piano recitals, featuring the seminary cantori, the seminary scola cantorum, and also a children's choir from Hope Lutheran Church in St. Louis. Enjoy also a great social atmosphere with fellow Lutherans during the banquets and dinners. Sing with all the saints in glory, the theology of the Christian's death in rite and song. It all takes place on the campus of Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana, November the 7th through 9th, with an additional Advent preaching seminar on the 9th and 10th for pastors. To get more information about this year's Good Shepherd Institute, go to their website, goodshepherdinstitute.org, or call 260-452-2224. That's goodshepherdinstitute.org, or 260-452-2224. Welcome back to Table Talker Radio. Time for the Praise Song Cruncher. This is a five-question analysis of praise songs to determine whether they are useful for worship. The first question is, Jesus, is Jesus mentioned, yes or no? And if yes, is it a name or concept? Number two, is the song clear? Does it use sentences with subject, verb, and object, or sentence fragments? Uh, a 10 would be very clear and one obscure. You should write that down, Pastor. Cause you I'm writing it down. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Next one is mysticism, subject subjectivity versus objectivity. Is the song clear about the things that God has done, the objective, or is it about my own emotions or experiences, which is subjective? This uh, question also deals with uh, uh, things being repeated over and over and over. Uh, so ten what is mis- ten is what? Ten, ten is objective, one is subjective. Okay, so the tens are the goods. You want to go for it? Yeah. Okay. And then I'm writing that down too. And then number four is law and gospel. Uh, is it rightly divided? Does it proclaim uh, the law and its sternness and the gospel and its sweetness, or is the song based upon uh, my own actions, decisions, and acceptance? This is a yes, no, or I can't tell. And then number five is there any explicit false teaching? So that's the cruncher. And uh, now before you, uh, it, Pastor Wolfmuller is David Crowder band, How He Loves Me. And uh, you heard it, so let's start. Do you have the, the lyrics, too? I do. I have the lyrics here in front of me. Here, this I like this line here, love like a hurricane, I am a tree. I think that <laughs> it should be like this. The, hur- the, the cruncher is the hurricane, and the praise song is the tree. <laughs> now, this praise song, by the way, and this is going to come to bear what I'm about to say on this here song that stands in front of us. The praise song is is um 
it's designed to 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 point out the mysticism that runs through all of the praise music. I mean, that's the big deal. But most people, when they come to the songs, most Lutherans, anywho, are simply asking any false doctrine in there. The point is, most of the time, there's no doctrine at all. But there's something there's something there behind it, and the and the something that's there is mysticism. And Evan and I are like your narcotics dogs for mysticism. <laughs> We're here to sniff it out for you. Now, uh, so let's uh, we'll, we'll run through the cruncher uh, quickly on this one, and uh, and then we'll be able to talk about it. For, so first, is there any mention of Jesus? And the answer is, um, no. Do you see Jesus in there? I do not see Jesus. Yeah. Now what? It, now it's going to be talking about the love of God, which is in Christ. The love of God is in Christ for us. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. But this, but the the talk of love then, apart from Jesus, is going to is going to step into abstraction, uh, the, the which is the abstraction is the love language of the mystics. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's going to talk about love without talking about the incarnation, which is interesting. It's going to be then about um, love and emotional sort of thing rather than love as a concrete act. Um, so that so that's what happens when we get to the clarity thing, um, uh, and I think this is. I mean, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. I do like that this guy uses words that are uh, words. There's some art to this, uh, to our friend David Crowder. You know what I mean? Um, you mean like, and oh, how he loves us so. <laughs> no, well, oh, maybe not not exactly that, but <laughs> like this. I'm unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. Mm, okay. Or... Um, uh, where are he uses the word affections. Or here's the second stanza: "We are his portion, and he is our prize, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes." So I mean, there's a little poet. Although I don't know, what, I don't know what that means. The grace <laughs> in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. I don't know what that means. Heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. <laughs> love it uh that that reminds me this is i don't know this uh, here i'll tell you a story of an unforeseen kiss is the the other day i was leaving for church and i normally get up uh fairly early to go to church so it's i mean five five thirty or so and uh you were making fun of me about that before the show and um uh, and I went and I gave Carrie a kiss before I left the house and it's, it, she was just in a dead sleep and it scared her and she panicked and she flailed her arms at me like this. Whoa! <laughs> so, so that's what that reminds me of that line there. Heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell the story about, uh, uh, when you were working on your Litton beard, and she thought the dog, you know, or the cat, or something. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. I had my Litton beard, and she, uh, yeah, it scared her. I forgot about the beard element. My heart turns violently inside of my chest. You should see someone about that. They have medicine for that. I don't have to, time to maintain these regrets. Uh, that's a weird way to talk about a, a clean conscience. So I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm gonna put I'm never I'm degrading this on clarity. I'm gonna say um whoa, three. Whoa, you're already on, okay. So Jesus didn't mention okay, clarity is three. All right. Uh, so mysticism is a song about the things that God has done, or is it about my own emotions and experiences? Well, this is all about. I mean, for goodness sakes, this is crazy. Uh, I don't have time to maintain these regrets. I mean, that's a. You, you would say, look, the Lord has loved us, and so He's cast our 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 shame and our regrets and our sorrows aside, or what? But yeah, I don't. Man, I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. 
Um, and, and this idea of bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy, when all of a sudden I'm unaware, this is just, I mean, this is just pure flat-out mysticism. I mean, it doesn't get any more mystical than this. It, it's, I mean, the language that's here, the imagery, uh, the romance, you know, the kissing and heart turning inside your chest and, and 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 being lost, sinking in the ocean of grace. I mean, this is just classic mystical stuff. I wonder sometimes if these guys go back to like the old Gnostics and some of the old mystics and and pick up on their language and then write their songs about it. That would be the that would be the way to do it, you know. Go read Valentinius or whoever some of these old. <laughs> well, be a praise song pro. When we set up our next interview, you can ask them. <laughs> Yeah, do you go? You do go back and read. The, hey, David Crowder, do you go back and read the old school Gnostics? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Serinthus. He's my favorite. <laughs> that's that's my inspiration for brace songs. <laughs> so I'm gonna put this on a one on the mystic scale, which Whoa. means I mean this is a this is as mystic as it gets. If there was, I mean, maybe if if the song was like this, Om, <laughs> it could be more mystical. But this is about. This is, I mean, this is it. All right. <laughs> so what's the next one? Law gospel? Yeah. Look, you want to talk, the Lord's love is, um, his love for us is, is should be gospel. But it's so abstracted that it's love apart from the cross. That one way to get to the cross in this song here. We are his portion. He is our prize. Drawn to redemption. So that redemption that, that that word redemption, which means to purchase with a price, and and we and we know the price is not gold or silver, but His holy, precious blood and His innocent suffering and death. So we we know as because because we uh, uh, have read the Bible that, that when you say the word redemption, you're talking about the cross of Jesus. But there's no mention of it here. There's a, and and then and to talk about to be drawn to redemption by the grace in His eyes. What is that even talking about? I mean. It can't. It's got to be talking mystical language because, unless some, like the David Crowder Church has this painting of the eyes of God or something like a, uh, in in the triangle above the pyramid or something great. So, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, this is you know, it's got to be like imagine the, the Lord looking at you and how He loves you and this sort of thing. Um, so it talks about the Lord's love, but apart it, apart from the cross, and so love apart from the cross is not the gospel. Right, so there's and th- so so there's no law necessarily. There's no talking about our sinfulness. I mean, this I don't have time to regret things. Um, I have afflictions, but there's they're eclipsed by glory. I, I mean, there's no law and there's no gospel. Okay. <laughs> What's so uh, funny over there? Uh, this song. Um, just reading the lyrics. It's, it, I mean, you look at it at first, you're like, hey, I wonder how this song's going to do. And that's the beauty of the cruncher, is that you know. <laughs> you can see how bad things actually are. Because if you're just looking at this and you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't sound so bad. Heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss. Ah, uh, my heart turns violently. Ah. But then you start to look at it more. And, hmm. what, is, what is this last two lines about that you've, you've referenced? Uh, I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way. What does that mean? I don't have time. Uh, I don't know. Is that the real words? I wonder if that's a typo or something like this. 
this is the I, I don't have time to maintain these regrets. This is what I'm thinking. It, it's look here, the Lord is loving me, and so I'm drawn into this kind of ecstatic frenzy about how much the Lord loves me. Uh, my 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 uh, heart is the tree, and His love is the hurricane, and it's bending me all over the place. So I don't have time to think about how bad I am and how I regret all the bad things I've done. I gotta. Um, but yeah, no, look here. I see the lyrics going through over on the side, too. It's the, the way. I don't know. When I think about the way, I don't know what that means. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, last but not least, is there any explicit false teaching in this song? Well, aside from... Um, I mean, it doesn't teach much. Aside from the pure mysticism, uh, I don't know necessarily that it says anything that's should be... that wouldn't pass doctrinal review necessarily. Um... So I, I, it's this is kind of a question mark thing. Remember how, and we, I think we said this: the lower you get on question two, the harder it is on question five. Um, so I don't know. I mean, aside from this pure, the, 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 you know, we plug ourselves into the, to the power outlet of God's love, mysticism nonsense. Uh, I don't see any explicit false doctrines. And that's the point of the cruncher because it isn't there, and then we have to discover its mysticism. One more song to crunch right after this. We'll be doing Casting Crowns. I am right back. Table Talk Radio. It's like spinach. We know you don't want to, but it's good for you. But because of Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We want to hear from you uh, what you think about our crunches of these praise songs. You can give us a call at 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-SOLA, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. And don't forget to look at the podcast at tabletalkradio.org to check out the Praise Song Cruncher Marathon, uh, which should should be up by the time uh, you hear this. Uh, So... Uh, we are your praise song destroying <laughs> jerks. <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> crunch, crunching songs so you don't have to. Although you don't like that tag because the whole point is that they do uh, crunch songs. So. Yeah, you got to crunch along. This is a party for everyone. That's right. Okay, well we have another song here. Uh, th- both of these have been submitted to us by our listeners at questions. They, were they submitted on our Facebook fan page? By no, the way? they were emailed to us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. And Most this, of the songs for the Cruncher Marathon are going to come from our Facebook fan page, I believe, which yes. is great. I mean, that is the place to be, the Facebook fan page. I mean, we're on, well on our way to uh, eclipsing, uh, what's his name, Kirk Cameron? I'm sure we are. Haven't you given up on that goal yet? Not quite yet, because we got a new we got a new member. We got a new fan last week. We're up to 432, <laughs> and so are we getting about one a 40, week or what? <laughs> no, no, not quite. We've slowed down a little bit. But <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, Kirk Cameron, I noticed also has slowed down. I think he's he kind of peaked out at at uh, 42,000 or something. So 
we're on our way. Okay, good to know. Well, this next song is uh, Casting Crowns, Who Am I? And this is how the song goes. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth Would care to know my name Would care to feel my hurt Who am I that the bright and morning star Would choose to light the way for my ever-wandering heart Not because of who I am But because of what you've done Not because of what I've done But because of who you are I am a flower quickly fading Here today and gone tomorrow Away Tossed in the ocean Vapor in the wind Still you Hear me when I'm calling Lord you catch me when I'm falling And you've told me who I am I am yours I am yours Is there some sort of a un- some rule somewhere that I don't know about that if you're going to be writing a praise song you have to include the word ocean in it somewhere <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's mystical <laughs> stuff that's I mean that's the this key mystic thing the the ocean and the drop you know oh man I mean, this is classic Buddhism <laughs> but I don't know I mean it's it's that is sort of funny because you have in the chorus I'm a flower quickly fading here today and gone tomorrow which is a biblical image I mean both from Isaiah and then and then quoted in Peter um uh, we, and this is where that really famous uh, verse comes from, uh, the, the flower, uh, where the flower is fading, but the word of the Lord endures forever. This is also the Lord talks like this in the um, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, where he talks about the lilies of the field, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, and yet the Lord clothed them in beauty. So this is a biblical image. And then the vapor in the wind. You see that there? That's also a biblical image. Um where it talks about, I can't even think, it must be in First Peter or something, where it talks about how uh, we're a vapor. But this wave tossed in the ocean, as far as I can I can tell, I don't think that's, that is a biblical image. So squeezed in between these two biblical images is the wave tossed in the ocean sort of thing. So you're right to notice that. I mean, it's like, what's that doing there? But, okay, so is Jesus mentioned? No, Jesus. Ah, oh, isn't this something? Well, now, oh, oh, yeah. uh, there is this... The bright and morning star, mm-hmm. uh, there in the in the first stanza, I guess it is. Is that a stanza? Uh, uh, I think that's a stanza. The bright and morning star. That's a reference to Jesus, uh, a, a fairly obscure reference to Jesus from uh, the Revelation, the Revelation given to John. But that's a reference to Jesus. And then also, you have here coming down to the. This must be the second stanza, that the voice that calmed the sea. Um, so that's also mm-hmm. uh, Jesus. That's the voice of Jesus, but that's another sort of veiled reference um, to Jesus. So I guess if we want to be generous, which we can try to be generous, since you know we weren't so generous on the last, we could be, say that <laughs> Jesus is is mentioned by very obscure references here. Okay, how's uh, that? Is that fair? Does that suit you? I think that's fair. So. Uh, next question is clarity. Uh, ten is very clear, one obscure. Yeah. Um, 
This, I think, uh, this, this is the question also we're asking, if there's sentences or sentence fragments, if it's speaking in, gr- if it's using grammar to talk or just using images coming up one after another. There are a lot of these images. A lot of them biblical, though. Um, but I think this it does use sentences, and it's fairly clear in my estimation. Do you see things that are confusing or unclear to you? No, I think I think it's it's clear. Yeah. No, I mean it could be clearer and a little more robust, but I let's put a 7 for clarity. Okay. I mean, like the chorus. Uh I am a flower quickly fading here today and gone tomorrow. A wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor. Yeah, I guess I mean that's that's a sentence. That's, that's I mean it's a long sentence, but uh <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So 7. Yeah, there's no points. I think you should actually get extra points for having long sentences. Okay. Uh, 7.1. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Number three is mysticism. Subjectivity versus objectivity. This is a tricky one. Look look at what it says here. In the bridge. (laughs) Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. Hey, that's a, what do they call it? A chiasm. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's a double chiasm. It's an embedded, so you you um, you have the not because, but because, that's A, B, A, B, and then who I am, what you've done, what I've done, who you are, that's a oh, A, yeah, B, good. B prime A. So this is a complex, <laughs> uh, this is a very complex little thing here. Uh, and it's kind of nice. I mean, this is this is a, a, a poetic uh, distinction between law and gospel. It's not who I am. It's what you've done. It's not what I've done. It's who you are. So that the Lord who loves us and has done everything to save us does it. Not because of... And, it's, and, and this is important because there's a tendency in evangelicalism to say we're not saved because of who we are. I mean, we're not saved because of what we've done, but because of who you are. Uh, in fact, I was reading, what's that guy, Max Lucado, the other day, and, and he said something almost exactly like this. You're saved not because of the good works that you've done, but because of who you are. What? No, hmm. that's wrong. It's hmm. not because of what I've done or because of who I am, because who I am, apart from Christ, is an enemy of God. And this, now, we're answering the question of mysticism, and this what it, this is this little course does is it, it actually takes it outside of ourselves and says, look, it's not, this is not... Um, uh, it's not about me and the things I've done and the things that I am, etc. In fact, I'm nothing. A, a flower quickly fading, vapor in the wind, etc. And yet, the Lord looks at me, He sees me, He knows me, He feels my pain, He, he calls me to be His own, etc. So, so, so there is something, uh, there is something objective about this. Something, um, um, uh, something outside of ourselves here. Okay, uh, I'll take that. But now I want to know about law gospel because, uh, well, what do you think, law gospel? Well, t- again, see this. There's law gospel here, but the problem is it's not. It never gets to the cross. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the essential. Pro- if this cross, I mean, if they could put in a, another stanza here, that would that would talk about. Um, uh, uh, I'm dead in trespasses and sins, and yet you're dead for me, or something like this on the cross. This song would it would actually be pretty good. Aside from, I mean, it is kind of mushy sounding, and uh, which, but that's not part of the cruncher, is it? 
uh, on purpose. It's not we, part we, of the country. We don't, we don't have a mushiness scale, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it is saying, look, it's not about our works. It's not about, it's about what the Lord has done, and and it's, and it's a song about the Lord's surprising grace because, and th- and this is right is that we we don't expect the Lord to look upon us with kindness and mercy. We don't deserve that at all, and yet he does. Uh, we're nothing, and yet he hears us when we when we pray. And then he's told us who we are, and, and, and who we are now is defined by our position with him. We are the Lord's. This is, and this is true. I mean, that's what it means to be a Christian. It means to be marked by the name of Jesus. To be holy is to have the Lord's name on us, and that's precisely what it, um, uh, what the Lord has given us. Okay, So, and with about a, uh, less than a minute here, uh, what about explicit false teaching? I, I don't see any in this one. I don't see any. All right, so uh, would you have this song for your worship? I wouldn't have it in worship just because it never gets to the cross. But this would be one of those songs that I think I would allow to be played in the car. All right. So it's in the car. So yeah. the next time you're... What do you think? Is that all right with you? Uh, that's fine with me. <laughs> I, yeah, that, no, I think that's right. Uh, I think it could have gotten to the cross, though. All right. So that was yeah, Casting yeah, Crowns. Right. Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Muhammad's Doctrine of Grace. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.